This is the Art of Dental Finance and Management with Art Wiederman. Brought to you by Decisions in Dentistry and the Academy of Dental CPAs. Whether it's taxes, investing, or planning wisely, Art is your guide to make your dental practice as profitable as possible. Here's your host, Dental CPA, Art Wiederman. And hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the Art of Dental Finance and Management with Art Wiederman, CPA. I'm your host, Art Wiederman. I'm a dental-specific CPA located in Southern California in the city of Tustin. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm recording this podcast on Sunday, March the 29th. It will go up on the internet on Wednesday, April 1st, April Fool's Day, if you will. And by the time you listen to this, there's going to be a lot of things that have changed. But what I'm going to do with you today, and it's just going to be you and you and I, I believe is the grammatically correct way to say it, you and I. I'm going to do a couple things today. Um, I want to bring some clarity to a lot of things that people are worried about financially. Um, I want to give you some general 35,000-foot overview information. And so we're going to cover three things today if we have the time. And I'll just make the time. We'll make it happen, folks. Uh, number one, we're going to talk about the financial planning that you should be doing for your dental practice and your personal life. Um, I know that there's been a lot of conversation. I've been talking to dentists now day by day. I mean, my uh, my job as far as uh, and, and as well as the Academy of Dental CPAs, we're all working seven days a week. In fact, um, we had a meeting, a three and a half hour Zoom meeting. There were 59 of us uh, yesterday morning, uh, which also included um, uh, the government affairs officer and the uh, lobbyist for the American Dental Association, Mike and Megan. And I will tell you, uh, the ADA is working over time to try and help uh, in any way that they can alleviate this crisis in dentistry in America, as it is with the rest of uh, the American economy with the uh, COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Uh, they are working very, very, very hard, and the ADA is doing lots of things behind the scenes that many of you don't see. But I can tell you, these folks are absolutely amazing, and we're blessed to have them helping the 180,000 dentists in the United States. So we're going to we're going to talk today about the 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 financial plan. What should you be doing? What should you be doing right now to plan for the next 90 days? Then we're going to talk about the new two new loan programs that are out there that you need to be applying for. Now Again, this webinar will come out on Wednesday, the 1st of April, and I am going to be doing a webinar for my clients in Southern California and other dentists who um, who listen to the podcast and things like that. So if you would like a link uh, to the podcast, send me an email at artweederman at gmail.com, and we'll be happy to send that to you. The other really cool thing that by the time you listen to this, you will probably have received is you're going to receive a joint letter from both the American Dental Association and the Academy of Dental CPAs. We have teamed up, as I mentioned earlier, with the, um, with the ADA and working very closely in, uh, in harmony with them with a letter explaining these two loan pr programs, which is the, um, EIDL program and the PPP program. It sounds like alphabet soup, but I'm going to explain all of it to you today in this podcast. So you're going to get some really great guidance. And if there was ever, ever a time, ladies and gentlemen, for you to call on a dental CPA, if your CPA isn't reaching out to you with mailings and webcasts and, and direction, uh, you need to just Basically, get under our website at www.adcpa.org, find the CPA in your area, and give them a call. We are all on cutting edge. I mean, on this call the other day, we were talking about, I mean, <laughs> this was funny. So so apparently, uh, Bob Gray, who's one of my favorite people in the group, he and I, among nine others, were the founding members of the group. Uh, Bob literally was talking. He said, I read all 881 pages of this thing. And I said, oh, well, 
good for you because I did read all 881 pages and he's, he's talking about, okay, so our, the deal is, is that if you put the comma in the wrong place, this is what the law means. So, so these guys are into this. Uh, our president, Alan Schiff, did two webinars. 10,000 people each with the ADA on these webinars on Friday. So we are at the cutting edge of what's going on in this with the, with the best advice that we can give you. And that's what we're talking about today. So before I get started, let me give you a little information. If you want to get a hold of me, you want to be part of our webinars. Our webinars are going to end up on our website, uh, ultimately. Um, we haven't set the date this week for them. It may very well be on Wednesday, uh, the first. It may be Thursday. We just haven't figured that out yet, but it will be this week. Uh, email me at, uh, artweederman at gmail.com. That's W-I-E-D-E-R-M-A-N. And, uh, we'll get you a link to that. And if you can't attend it, uh, it will be recorded and we will put it up on our website. Uh, if you're looking for copies of our other podcast, this is number 67 in the series. Um, Go ahead and go on to our website at www.hmwccpa.com. Go to the resources tab and you will be able to find all the podcasts. Uh, our great partnership um, with Decisions in Dentistry magazine. Great magazine, great website, great continuing education. Folks, we're going to get past this. So you're going to be learning and you're going to be taking classes. Go on to www.decisionsindentistry.com um, and click on their about tab and, uh, you know, register to be a, um, uh, someone who receives their magazine and go on their website. There's a lot of great stuff on their website. And again, if you need a dental specific CPA, uh, anywhere in the country, www.adcpa.org. And if you want to get a hold of me, um, our office number is 714-505-9000. I am not working in the office. I am working out of the house. Um, I have actually been working out of the house now for 11 days consecutively in a row, as my late mother used to say. And uh, kind of nice. I get to walk the dogs every once in a while and um, uh, ride on my Peloton machine if you want to you know, friend me on Peloton. I'm at, uh, uh, art dental finance, no E, cause that wouldn't fit. So I'm, I'm doing stuff. I'm hanging in there. We're, we're helping people. It's scary, scary time out there. Um, but, uh, give us a call again, 714-505-9000 and I'll try and get back to you. All right. So let's get started. Let's talk about what should you be doing now to establish a game plan, how you're going to get through all of this. Now, as a consultant, as a coach, you know, I can look at your um, at your metrics on one of these metrics programs that we use, and I can say, you know, uh, you know, your case presentation is down. You're not reappointing as many patients as you should. But I don't have a playbook, ladies and gentlemen, for my revenues stopped suddenly, and I have a bunch of overhead, and I have personal expenses that depend on my profit from my dental practice. So this has become a math problem. There is no playbook for this. So. I want everybody to to take a step back and before you start worrying about these loans, which again, we're going to talk about, you got to make a plan. And we have a spreadsheet. And again, if you email me at artweederman at gmail.com, I'll send you the spreadsheet. I've created this very simple spreadsheet. It's got all the mathematical calculations in it. Um, and it allows you to make a budget for 90 days, both on the business side and the personal side. Again, you know, this is not General Motors uh, financial analysts uh, department where everything has to be ticked and tied. This is you in your dental practice and all of your income and expenses. So the first thing you want to do, ladies and gentlemen, is make three columns. And again, I'll get you my, my spreadsheet if you want it. Again, artweederman at gmail.com. So make three columns, month one, month two, month three, all April, May, and June. Okay. So in April, maybe you're going to get $20,000 in receipts. Maybe you get a million dollar practice. You're going to get some insurance money. You are going to get some patient checks. I don't think you're going to get a lot but you might get some. You might have people who are very, very wealthy or just say, you know, I don't care. I pay my bills on time. I'm going to go to my line of credit if I have to. But you're going to have a lot of people who just aren't going to be able to pay you. But maybe you get 20000 in month one, 10000 in month two, and 10000 in month three. You have to do your best to estimate. Plan for the worst. Hope for the best. Then the next thing that you need to do 
is to figure out what your expenses in your dental practice are going to be for the next three months. So what's the biggest expense in your dental practice, ladies and gentlemen? Obviously, it's your team's salaries. Now, there have been all kinds of issues going on. Do I fire my team? Do I lay them off? Do I furlough them? Uh, do I send them to the spa for two weeks? No, the spa's not open either. I don't mean to be flip. I'm just saying, we don't know what to do with our team. Okay, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, anything that you are making decisions on that have to do with the Family First Coronavirus Response Act, which is H.R. 1201, which was signed into law by the president on March the 18th, which provides um, uh, family medical leave and sick pay under this act, any kind of decisions that you're making on your employees make sure to consult with a competent labor attorney in your state. Don't make them yourselves. Um, say you decide to stop paying people and then you don't pay their health insurance and somebody gets sick. That could have ramifications. Uh, when this thing ends, you know, you don't pay someone and they go to the labor board and you terminated them incorrectly or wrongful termination or they did something. You need to be really careful. Do not make any moves with your employees without consulting a competent labor uh, attorney. If you need referrals, again, email me at artweederman.gmail.com. Go to the ADCPA member. They all work with great labor attorneys in their area. Now, um, just a minor uh, mention regarding this um H.R. 6201, the families first and the family leave. Um, there has been question and issue as to whether the dental profession is going to be exempted from this law. Um, the Department of Labor has issued uh, a, a really good 59-point question and answer um item, I guess you would call it, and it's on their website at www.dol.com, and it talks about all the rules and all the regulations that they have issued to date uh, on this. Uh, I was actually sent this by uh, one of our dental attorneys in our area, Levy Barlavi. I want to give him a shout out because he was kind enough to send this to to us. And so anyway, uh, questions 58 and 59 relate to the exemption uh, for this act that talks about whether um, that you can be exempt if you have a financial hardship. I am not giving any advice to any of you about what to do with your employees. But once you decide, now you can either keep them on and if you keep them on, that's going to be a, a very good goodwill issue, but we're going to talk about the unemployment benefits, which probably solves that issue pretty quickly uh, from a financial standpoint um, is, um, you know, they're going to be getting unemployment. So you could keep them on. Um, and if you keep them on, you should be training. You should be getting your systems together. You should be doing, uh, you know, Zoom or go to meeting webinars uh, and, and, and really getting your game together. One of our clients sent my partner, Pam Chamberlain, an email and said, you know, I'm paying everybody for, I don't remember, it was four or six hours a day. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to be training on our, our Dentrix system, our EagleSoft system. We're going to be training training on um, uh, OSHA and HIPAA and some things we're going to do in our office, and we're going to come back ready to go whenever we get to come back. And those are the things you should be thinking about doing. So um, maybe you have uh, furloughed them. Maybe you have them working four hours a day. Whatever you're going to do, figure out how much you're going to end up paying them. Put that in the budget. Okay? The next thing you want to do is employee benefits. Don't stop paying their health insurance, ladies and gentlemen. As I mentioned earlier, you know, the health insurance is something that we cannot have anybody going without. And God forbid you stop paying somebody's health insurance and they get sick not only from the coronavirus, but from any ailment. And then you could be held responsible for their medical bills. I'm not a licensed attorney, but be very careful about that. Let's talk about, um, you know, we'll talk about the loan programs in a little bit. Let's talk about lab and supplies. Well, in the first month, you're going to have your prior month's lab and supply bills. Um, you might want to give all of your vendors calls and say, folks, 
you might have heard there's something going on out there where we're all shut down. So um, I can maybe send you a partial payment or I can't send you anything or you can only do what you can do. And I think everybody's going to be very understanding about that. Uh, it's just kind of the way it's going to be. Um, so lab and supplies you'll have maybe for the first month and then you won't have any for months two and three because you're not going to be doing any lab procedures unless it's an emergency, which is doubtful. And you're not going to be buying a whole lot of supplies. So that's going to go down. Let's talk about rent for a second. Okay. Let's, let's talk about rent in your dental office. So you don't want to stop paying your rent. Here's why. If you stop paying your rent for a month or two and just you don't have the money, the uh, lease agreement that you have signed, ladies and gentlemen, very important that you know this, could very well have a provision that if you don't pay your rent for 60 or 90 days, the landlord has the ability to recapture the space and kick you out. Well, you are going to come back whenever this pandemic ends. So you need to pay your rent. What you could do is go to the landlord and say, hey, Joe, hey, Susie, listen, I've been a great tenant for 30 years. Um, I would really appreciate it. Is there any way that I can defer my rent payments for maybe 60, 90 days and and I'll, I'll amortize it over the rest of the lease or I'll add it to the end and, you know, know if maybe you bought the practice from a retiring dentist and they own the building and you're their friend and they're doing well and they know you're not and they understand and maybe they'll say yes now if they do say yes ladies and gentlemen call a dental specific attorney in your area make sure that you get an addendum done to your lease because you don't want to go down the road and say well you know joe said he would do this but it's not in writing everything's got to be in writing it's a legal contract so that's what you want to do on your rent advertising and marketing is so important okay your virus protection i mean folks the bad guys are out in this anytime there's people who are in pain the bad guys come out and they try and take advantage you know for example these loans we're going to take uh talk about in a minute. You don't have to pay anybody a fee to go and get you a loan with the Small Business Administration. You don't have to pay anybody a fee to get you a loan under the uh, payroll protection program that we're going to talk about in a minute. You don't have to. So watch the bad guys. Make sure your virus protection is up. Make sure your computer person is keeping up your, um, uh, your internet and your, um, you know, and your computers and make sure that you are posting things on your website. Hey, we're here. If you have chosen, and I say if you have chosen to be open for emergencies, let the world know about it. Let your patients know about it. Let the community know about it. Look into a lot of things we've been seeing webinars on is teledentistry. I'm not an expert in teledentistry, but we have clients that are going on to, you know, going on to the web and, and doing a Zoom meeting with a patient and doing teledentistry. Again, you know, you're a licensed dentist. You can do that. And then at least that patient feels like they don't have to come into your office. Um, and, and you've built goodwill, you know, with that patient. Um, the other, and then you have to look at all your other expenses in your practice. You have to look at your, um, you know, you're not going to have a whole lot of bank charges from credit cards. Um, uh, you're going to have your professional advisors. Again, this is the time you need your professional advisors. We're going to be, you know, talking about a lot of things regarding loans here in a minute and the new tax laws that have come on with the CARES Act. Your loan payments, ladies and gentlemen, many of you have done this, but if you have not, all of the dental lenders have basically offered programs. I'm not going to go through them one by one where they will defer any payments you have on any loans that you have uh, in uh, some cases 60, 90, or 120 days. They'll tack them onto the back of the loan with no interest during this time. And again, I'm seeing different uh, different uh, lenders and different banks and financial institutions doing different things. Call your lender. They're not going to do it automatically for you. Call your lender. And even if they're not a dental lender, even if you just have a regular commercial loan with uh, – Bank X, call Bank X and say, I would like a loan deferment, a payment deferment for 60, 90, 120 days. And the banks are doing this. The banks are in pretty good shape. Okay. So uh, for now, hopefully they will stay that way. Um, so we talked about your loan payments. Look at the expenses that you're paying in your practice. Don't stop paying your life insurance premiums. Don't stop paying your disability insurance premiums because 
It doesn't matter if there's a COVID-19 pandemic, ladies and gentlemen. If you stop making those payments, those policies will lapse. And if, God forbid, something happens to you, you die or you become disabled, then your uh, you and your family will not have those funds to be able to rely on. Then take a look at your personal expenses. Now, folks, call your home mortgage lender. A lot of these uh, banks and financial institutions have not only uh, allowed deferment on uh, practice loan payments, but they've also allowed deferments on your home mortgage payments, which for some of you is two, three, four, five, six thousand dollars a month, depending on where you live and how much of a mortgage you have. So that's really important. Call your car, uh, loan folks. Call, uh, the car company you have your car loan with. Call the bank. Say, you know, my car loan's 900 a month. Is there any way that I can defer? We're seeing that happen. Call your credit card company. Tell your credit card company, listen, uh, I've heard that you might have some program where I can maybe not make a payment for a month or two with no interest. Uh, Maybe you can find a way to get onto a zero interest credit card. Take a look at that. You got lots of time at home, folks. Do some of this stuff to save you money. Um, you know, and then obviously cutting your personal uh, expenses. Uh, one of the great, well, that's not a great thing. I shouldn't say great. One of the things about staying at home, and, and again, that's something, and let me be the one millionth person to say, folks, the only way that we beat this pandemic is if everybody stays away from each other. And the sooner that we do that and the sooner that everybody participates and you have an audience with your patients, the sooner that happens, the sooner we all get back to work. It's that simple. But the thing is, you're not doing anything. I'm not spending a whole lot of gas money. I'm not spending a whole lot of money on entertainment. I'm not going out to eat uh, very much. <laughs> the restaurants are not open unless you want to go through drive through uh, you're buying food at the market, and that's about it, folks. You pay your cable bill, you pay your utilities, and that's about it. So cut down your personal spending, okay? Now, once you've done all that, okay, so let, let's take an example. Let's say I have a doctor who's doing a million dollars a year, and I've gone through, and I'm not going to go through number by number, but on my spreadsheet, I basically came up with the fact that that doctor maybe is employing their employees half-time. And their deficit is going to be about thirty to forty thousand dollars a month for three months, uh, and that's if you have your employees on payroll. Which again, as we get talking further, uh, there are going to be a lot of cases where it, it may not make sense financially. I'm not talking about legally. I'm saying financially, with the with the unemployment benefits that we have going on, uh, we'll we'll get into that in a minute. So, um, you know. You might, most of my practices are going to need to build a war chest. And this is what I want you to do. Build a war chest. We need maybe a hundred, a hundred fifty thousand dollars to get us through 90 to 120 days to, to, to pay some folks. If we're going to do that, to pay the rent, to pay our expenses. Maybe you don't need that much. It just depends on if you have, I mean, if you have a four million dollar practice, it's going to be different than if you have a six hundred thousand dollar practice. So you figure out how much money you're going to need. Now, how do we get it? How do we get it? Okay, number one, obviously, you'll use the amount of money you have in your checking account. Number two, what you're going to do is any time, any line of credit that you have, business line, personal line, pull it. Put it into your business checking account. I had a client said, I have a $100,000 home equity line of credit. I've never touched it. I said, pull it. Put it in your account. The worst comes to worst, you'll pay interest on it, maybe three, four hundred bucks a month, and that money is there. Cash is king, ladies and gentlemen. Do not count on the federal government to bail you out. They're going to help you, and they have opened the floodgates, $2 trillion worth, but they're not going to help you all the way, okay? The other thing that you need to know is you can borrow money from your retirement plan, and under the CARES Act, you are now, they have increased for 2020. It used to be that you could borrow up to $50,000 or half your vested interest in your retirement plan. Now you can borrow up to $100,000 uh, from your retirement plan, your spouse who's on the plan can borrow a hundred. So if you have two spouses, you know, you're 45, 50 years old, you've been funding your retirement, your spouse is doing the 401k every year, 20,000 a year plus matching. Maybe you both have a, you know, some money in this, in this uh, retirement. You can each borrow a hundred thousand dollars. Number one, you're paying yourself back. You're not paying a bank. And number two, under these new rules, you don't have to make a payment on this loan for 12 months. So that's one source. Cash value of life insurance is another source. Like I say, 
Pull your lines of credit. Build a war chest. If you had three or four hundred thousand dollars stashed somewhere in a business account or in personal accounts, um, you know what? That doesn't break my heart because folks, it's not like bread or bananas. They don't go bad. Build yourself a war chest. This is so important because you've got to get through this period of time financially. Failure is not an option here. Absolutely not an option. Okay. So we've talked about building the war chest. We've talked about the finances. Now let's talk about the loan programs that the government has made available. Here are the things that you need to do. Number one, you need to go on to the SBA's website. If you have not done it, do it now. Do it now before you go for the 7A program, the PPP program. You must apply for this loan first. If you have not, go to www.sba.gov. Okay. You can apply for a, uh, what's called an, um, an economic injury disaster loan, EIDL. Okay. This can be for anyone who has a small business who has been harmed by the COVID-19 pandemic which is pretty much anybody, and that's any dentist whose office has been shut down. You can basically, you have to go on there and you have to give them, I think it's five things. I just went through this with a client yesterday. I helped them step by step. You have to fill out a personal financial statement, a list of your liabilities. You have to upload, you have to upload all this stuff to the website. Your two thousand, your, your most recent either corporate or personal return. If you're a sole proprietor, it's your personal return. If you're a corporation, it's your corporate return. Um, uh, form 45, uh, 4506T and then the actual application fill the application out truthfully ladies and gentlemen the sba you'll you'll upload all the documents to the website it's pretty straightforward it'll take an hour or two um and you'll apply for this loan you don't ask for an amount of money they're going to give you a loan um Mark Rosen uh, of our ADCPA group, we were on our call yesterday, and he was telling us about a, this is crazy, folks. We're in the wild, wild west here, is what one of our members said. So Mark was talking about one of his clients who, dental practice grossing $3.6 million. He's in the northeast. He's in the Boston area. And basically, uh, he applied for the loan seven or eight days ago, got a call from the SBA. They offered him $1.3 million because the maximum on these loans are $2 million. And what happened was is they said, well, we need some more documentation, but you know what? We'll just give you $500,000 right now. And they took it. $500,000 with virtually no documentation other than a tax return. So... There's no guarantee you're going to get this, but we are hearing that the government is approving 90% of these loans. Um, so you upload them and you wait. There's nothing to do. Uh, you should get communication from them saying, yes, we got your application and we're processing it. The SBA is overwhelmed right now, overwhelmed. And remember, government agencies are shut down to some extent too because you might have heard we're supposed to stay away from everybody from each other. So, you know, be patient with the government. They are moving at such lightning speed as best as they possibly can to get money out to people because that has got to be done. And and I want to remind you folks one thing. Everything that is being done here is an eight to 10 week fix, an eight to 10 week help. That's what um, uh, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin said this morning on on uh, Face the Nation. He basically said to everybody, get my notes here. I took some notes from what he said because I listened to it. Uh, basically, uh, eight to ten weeks, and uh, this is for the small business loans, the unemployment, the $1,200 and $2,400. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um and they said that if this goes longer, they will go back to Congress. The federal government will not allow the United States of America to go under. They absolutely will not do that. So they are working at such lightning speed like you have no idea. So so first of all, apply for this EIDL loan. You have to do it through SBA.gov. The other thing that you will get is you will get a free $10,000 grant, which is under the CARES Act, by applying for this loan. Now, the statute says that they're supposed to send you the money within three days from you apply, but that's not how this is working. What's happening is, is that once you are notified that you're approved, you have to request 
the grant. If you're turned down, you request the grant. Even if you're turned down, they'll give you the money. It's $10,000 of tax-free money for you. So everybody should do it. And by the way, if you have a son or a daughter who just started a business, um, have them apply. I mean, if, or if they've been in business for a while, anybody who's been in business has been affected by COVID-19. Apply for this. I mean, if you have a, you know, you're a self-employed hairdresser, uh, you have a friend who's a, um, uh, a clinical psychologist who doesn't have, you don't have to have employees. It's 10,000. Now, mind you, let me, let me be clear here. I, I, I want to make sure I, I clear this up. It's up to 10,000. So they're not guaranteeing 10,000. So the second loan that you're going to apply for, now you have to apply for the EIDL loan first. Get that in. Get that in. Get that in. Please, please, please get that in. Okay? So the second loan is called the Paycheck Protection Loan. And this is the PPP. It's the Paycheck Protection Program under the Section 7A of the SBA. Now, by uh, th- the law was passed on Friday, which was the 27th of March. Folks, do not call your bank and say, I want the application. It's not available. Under the law, the CARES Act, okay? Under the law, the SBA has 15 days to get the information to the banks. This is, this is a loan you're going to go through the bank to get. And you're going to go to a preferred SBA lender. And we recommend that you start with your local bank. Are they a preferred SBA lender? Are they doing these programs? If they are, great. Most banks are doing them. Um, I would call and just say, who's set? Some of the banks are going to move faster than some of the other banks. Um, we are on our webcast uh, that's going to be this week. We are going to have uh, someone who is an SBA specialist talking about what's going on. But again, at this moment, Sunday, March 29th, we do not know how the program is going to work. So, what you need to do is you need to start gathering information right now. Your last two or three years of corporate and personal tax returns. Don't know if you're going to need all of that, but gather it. You're going to need to get with your payroll service. You're going to need your payroll for the last 12 months from your last payroll, which would have been maybe March 15th or March 31st. And you're going to need your total payroll. How much is that going to be? That's going to come into calculation. How much have you paid in health insurance? How much have you paid in pension contributions? You need to start gathering all that information. Uh, on our website at www.hmwccpa.com, uh, there's a letter that we did with a, a, a list of some of the things you need to gather. It's going to depend on the lender, and it's going to depend on what they say, what the SBA tells them to do. So this is a loan, and this is the loan that you have heard about from webinars and on the news and from the ADA and your local dental societies. That can be forgiven. Okay. So it's provided by SBA approved banks. You need to, like I say, call your local bank. Just say, this is what I need. I want to be first in line for this loan. The terms for this loan. And by the way, let me go back to the EIDL loan because I forgot to say this. The terms for that loan are 30 years, no prepayment penalty, 4% interest and up to $2 million. So, if you need money, you have a big practice to keep going, that may very well be the loan for you because a 30-year repayment, your payments are going to be small. This paycheck protection loan, which some of which, hopefully most of it, will be refundable, uh, will be forgivable, I'm sorry. Um, uh, this loan doesn't have a limit. At, well, it does have a limit of up to $10 million. However, Basically, what they're going to do, the terms are 4% up to 10 years and no payments for 6 to 12 months. So what they're going to do is they're going to do a calculation. You're going to submit all your information. The bank is then going to do a calculation, and they're going to take two and a half times your average monthly payroll cost. Now, that includes your wages, your health insurance, paid time off, retirement benefits, and state and local payroll taxes assessed on your compensation of your employees. Now, they're only going to count um, wages up to $100,000. So let's say you have a million and a half dollar payroll, a million and a half dollar practice, and your payroll is $50,000 a month. 
Okay. So they're going to take that 50,000 plus your benefits and everything. And then maybe the doctor is a salary of $250,000. They're going to take up to a hundred thousand for that doctor plus any associate doctors. And so let's say that the number is $600,000. 600,000 divided by 12 is 50,000 a month times two and a half is going to be your loan is going to be $125,000. Now, as long as you use this money, okay, for um, for the following, for payroll costs, mortgage interest, rent, and certain utility payments, in the eight-week period from the time you get the loan until eight weeks passes, and there's been question as to whether that period ends at June 30th. I just, I, I mean, folks, I've been on the phone with the entire free world uh, trying to make sure we give, give everybody the best information. I was just on the phone with my very dear friend, Kate Williford. Kate and I are of the opinion that this date can go past June 30th. I read the statute last night. That's what I read. But we'll just have to see as we get more information. Because what if you get the loan on June 10th? Well, eight weeks is, uh, you know, June 30th ends more than, you know, less than eight weeks before, you know, eight, well, uh, that's 20 days. Okay. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's uh, eight weeks goes past June 30th. So they're going to basically say, did you take this $125,000? Did you have the same number of full-time employees, uh, now as you had a year ago? Um, did you pay the same amount of payroll? Now the, the calculations in the law do have a bit of a, I think an, a, a drafting error because, uh, if you follow the calculations, my, uh, one of my good friends, Larry Walraven, who's a labor attorney, he and I walked through the, some numbers. If you look at the calculations or in the bill, you may not get a hundred percent, um, forgiven. It's like, you know, maybe less, but again, I, I think they'll fix that. But the bottom line is, folks, you can have this money forgiven. Now, you want to apply for this loan, but you want to apply for the EIDL loan. First, do not apply for the paycheck protection loan before you apply for the EIDL. Now, so what's going to happen is, folks, we're going to go along. You're going to get your money. And for the eight-week period after you get your money, you're going to keep people employed. And you're going to pay their salaries. You're going to pay your rent. You're going to pay your utilities. And then you're going to write a letter to your bank and say, hey, bank, I did what the law said. So now I want you to forgive these payments. Now you're not making any payments because they're, they're putting payments off on these loans. Um, you know, for I think it's six months. Um, so you're not going to have to make any payments for a while anyway, but, but you want to be forgiven this $125,000. And then you're going to do all the calculations and show them. And I don't know what that's going to look like. And don't worry about it, folks. Uh, I guarantee you all the members of the Academy of Dental CPAs are going to help you with these calculations. Um, we're not filing any tax returns. IRS, we don't have time to file tax returns, by the way, just so you know, because we're dealing with this 24-7. Uh, we'll talk about the extension of the deadlines for filing tax returns in a minute. So, eight-week period. Now, let's talk about a time frame here, folks, because you're not going to get this money tomorrow. It's going to be weeks. It could go into May. The government keeps saying that they're going to move in lightning speed, but, you know, they're moving in double lightning speed. Um, or what was it in Animal House? Double secret probation. This is double lightning speed. Okay. So the CARES Act was signed into law March 27th. The banks are going to receive their guidance. The SBA can wait until April 11th. We think that guidance is going to come this week. They know how important this is. They're working overtime to come up with this guidance. And then we think that the initial loans, because remember, they have to be underwritten by the banks. We think that these loans are going to be starting to be doled out in early May. So, folks, you need to keep your doors open. You need to do whatever you're going to do, pay your payroll, do whatever you're going to do, you know, by, you know, now, because you're not going to get a lot of this money for 30, 45 days or more, depending on how uh, this all works out. So bottom line, 35,000 foot view for now. Don't worry. Please, please, please do not worry about any of this stuff regarding, okay, so how am I going to get this loan and how am I going to get free money and how am I going to get it forgiven? Here's what you need to do right now on March 29th. 
go on to the SBA's website or April 1 when you hear this podcast. Go on to the SBA's website, www.sba.gov. Please, please, please go on to that website. Apply for the loan. Okay. Absolutely apply for the loan and then get your stuff ready. Call your local bank. Find out what they're doing. Okay. Find out what they're doing and how you can be first in line for this loan. All right. This is very, very important that you do this. So that's what I'm talking about as far as loans go. Okay. So the next thing I want to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, is I want to talk about, um, the tax changes. And, um, this is, this is something that you need to know. Number one, the IRS and most states have extended the due dates of filing your 2019 federal and state tax returns from April 15th till July 15th. You don't have to do anything before April 15th. Make believe that April 15th has just been moved to July 15th. Also, if you owe money on your taxes, you don't have to pay that money till July 15th. You do have to pay it on July 15th. Then what will happen is, is you will file for a three-month extension if you're not ready to file yet. You have to pay your taxes, but you have to... um uh, you have to either file your return or file an extension. So if you owe money, there's no sense in filing your return until July 15th. But if you got a big refund coming, get that refund in. Absolutely get that refund money into your bank account as soon as you possibly can. Remember, we talked about the fact that cash is king. So um, for those of you making estimated payments, you're going to love this one. And I haven't checked the IRS's website in a couple of days to see if there's any changes. So the first quarterly estimated payment is usually due April 15th. It's now due July 15th. But they haven't delayed the second estimated payment, which is due June 15th. So your first estimated payment is due July 15th. Your second estimated payment is due June 15th. So if you can figure that one out for me, then you get a prize. I will send you a prize from my, from my office or from my house. I mean, it, it's, it's just so ridiculous. So if you're getting a refund, file your taxes. Okay. If you're not getting a refund, do it July 15th. Also, the deadline for funding individual retirement accounts and health savings accounts contributions for 2019 has also been extended. Okay. Now, so let's talk about some of the other provisions. And this may come into play for you. The unemployment provisions of the CARES Act. I mean, the government is pulling out all the stops here, folks. They want to take care of workers in America. And in this one, they may have taken care of them a bit more than maybe they should have. I don't know. You'll have to make your own uh, judgment. So right now, let me use California as an example. California has allowed work. You, you can only file for unemployment uh, generally if you've been terminated from uh Working. Well, all the rules have changed now because of the fact that, that again, in California and many dental offices, I mean, we heard today from, uh, we got an email from uh, Fluence, which is our amazing firm in Oregon, uh, Jess Bogmill and Christy Harris and Tracy Harris and all the Mike Smith and all the wonderful people up there, that the state of Oregon has mandated dental offices to be closed into September. I mean, that's scary. But, um, you know, so, um, you know, people are going to be on unemployment. So in California, um, you, you can apply for unemployment even if you've been laid off, even if you haven't been terminated. Um, and they'll waive the one week period and you get between 40 and $450 a week. What the government has done is they have added $600 to that amount. So, now, what happens is, is that in many cases, your employees might actually make more money by staying home and claiming unemployment than you paying them. So there was an interesting article and in there was an article in the New York Times. They ran an example of this. So, you know, they used an example of someone in the state of New York. Doesn't matter where it is. Uh, someone in the state of New York gets $500. They're, they're making $1,000 a month. They get $500 a week in unemployment benefits from the state unemployment office of the state of New York. 
plus they get $600 a month. I'm sorry, $600 a week in the federal unemployment. Now, mind you folks, this goes till July 31st. So from now till July 31st, that employee is going to get $1,100. There was discussion I was reading that we don't want to give employees more money than they were making, but that got killed in the final bill. So my understanding is that some of your employees are going to make a good amount of salary. I mean, if, if, if they're making 500 on state unemployment and 600 on federal, that's $1,100 under the new math. That's $4,400 a week. That's over $50,000 a year. That's going to keep people working. I, I mean, that's going to keep people being able to buy food, pay for, you know, they're, they're putting gas in their car and doing whatever they're going to do to live their lives. So that's what the government is trying to do uh, in, in that regard. They're also giving out money. They're sending checks to everybody. So here's how that's going to work, folks. So Starting in probably mid-April, probably three weeks from the date that they, the president signed this bill, uh, every individual, single person whose adjusted gross income is under $75,000 and a married couple whose adjusted gross income is under $150,000, the married, uh, the single person is going to get $1,200. The married person is going to get $2,400, plus they're going to get $500 for each child. So if you are a family of four, your adjusted gross income is $110,000. And mind you, that is based off the last tax return you filed, either 2018 or 2019. It doesn't matter, folks, what it is, okay? Because what the, 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 the amount is based on adjusted gross income. So married people, full $1,200, uh, I'm sorry, single person, full $1,200 if they make 75000 or less in AGI. Uh, married couple, $2,400 if it's um, less than 150000 That starts phasing out. So if you have more than 98,000 of adjusted gross income as a single person and more than 198,000 as a married person, you won't be getting any kind of a check from the government. But don't fear, okay? They're going to base all of this. This is an advanced payment. So for any of you that are familiar with the way Obamacare um, insurance works, you tell the government how much money you think you're going to make, then they pay your premiums. They give you a reduction in the premiums and you square up with them when you file your tax return. Same thing here. So they're going to look at either your 18 or your 19 return. They're going to figure out what your AGI was and they're going to send you a check. Now, some people need the money now. So hopefully, you know, if your 19 AGI was lower than your 18 AGI, get your tax return filed so you'll get that check. Uh, if you filed electronically and you have direct deposit information on record with the IRS, they will directly deposit in your bank account. Um, they will make the information available for people in order to do um, to get information to the government so that they can direct deposit. They don't really want to be sending checks out to anyone. So that is a benefit. The unemployment is a benefit. The other thing going back to the loans, folks, is there's been talk. We've talked about it in our Academy of Dental CPA meetings about the fact that you can actually roll the amount of money that you owe on the EIDL loan into the PPP loan. I mean, this is alphabet soup. Um, and you can. Uh, we thought that that was not the case. And that is absolutely the case that you can do that. Are you going to want to do that? Don't know yet. We'll have to see. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, you want to build this war chest and we might want to be rolling this money in. So you want to get applied for both of these loans right now. Now, some other things, again, on retirement accounts that I want you to be aware of. Number one, the required minimum distribution uh, they they just in with the care with the um secure act you got to remember all of these anagrams the secure act which was signed by the president in december of 2019 um increased the required minimum distribution date from 70 and a half to 72 well 
now that we have a COVID-19 pandemic, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you do not have to take a required minimum distribution from your IRA or qualified retirement plan for 2020. Now, you can, and this is where some tax planning is going to come in. So let's talk about some tax planning. And I know the last thing anybody wants to think about is tax planning. We just got to pay our bills and make sure that everything gets done. But we need to be thinking about this. Now, number one, okay, let's let's see a show of hands, ladies and gentlemen. Do we think dentist incomes are going to be up or down for 2020? Up? I don't see any hands. Down? Yeah, everybody's raising their hands. That's what's going to happen. Dentist incomes are going to be down. How much? We don't know. We hope not a lot. We hope everybody gets back into society and we start working again and we, and, 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 and people are going to come into the dental office, but we just don't know how long it's going to be and how they're going to come back. We, 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 we don't know. So if you have a way down year in 2020, you might want to take an RMD if you're working. You might want to convert money to a Roth IRA. Uh, you might want to take money directly out of your retirement plan. As we get to the end of the year and we do tax planning and all of our ADCPA members are doing this with all their clients at the end of the year, in the middle of the year, the beginning of the year, we're going to be looking at this for you. And we're going to tell you what the best way to arrange all this, as well as the best way to arrange these loans, by the way. The other thing you should seriously consider if you're an S corporation would be to stop taking W-2 salary for a while. How long? I don't know. Because every dollar you take in W-2 salary, it costs you 7.65% plus state unemployment up to an amount um, on your salary. Just take distributions because we know that your income is going to be down this year. Let's look at it in two or three months and let's see, you know, what is going on. Uh, here's another provision. I think I might have mentioned it earlier on the retirement planning part. On the retirement planning part, um, you can take loans of up to $100,000 for each of you out of your plan. So you need money. To keep your business going, you know, um, you're probably going to uh, um, be approved for one or both of these loans, but you need something now. You you decided that you're going to keep your employees on. They're your family. Um, you know, uh, they should all, you know, they should be looking at filing for unemployment benefits now with this new law. That's seriously, but you, you might just be paying them. I don't know what you're doing. Um, I have some endodontist clients that are continuing to work half to two thirds of the time because as we all know, endo is a, you know, good chunk of what you do. Endodontists out there, um, are emergencies. But again, we're hearing things, you know, some people are working. So, um, you know, th- that's what, that's what you want to be, be doing is not taking the salary. Because of the fact that if you take the salary, you're paying the payroll taxes. So let's see where you are in, in two or three months and, and, and what's going on with that. But again, you know, talk to your employees. They, they might end up, folks, they may end up in being made whole at least until July 31st for unemployment. And I know I, I've talked to dozens of you. And, 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 and by the way, I want to say this again. You know, I've been blessed to be part of the dental profession for 35 years, 36 years coming up in September. And dentists are some of the most wonderful, caring human beings I've ever met. And I am not saying this to stroke anybody's ego. I know there's lots of people listening, and you all know I feel that way. And dentists want to take care of their employees, but you know, the government may very well be taking care of them for you, at least for a while. And that's got to make you feel good. So these are decisions you have to make with your financial advisor. So let me put a bow on this because believe it or not, we're coming to the end of our time here. All right. What do we need to do? Make a plan. Okay. Figure out how much money you need to pay your business bills to stay open for 90 or 120 days. Your personal bills. Cut back on your spending. Ask for loan deferments from all of your lenders, from your credit card companies. Ask for your landlord. Ask for everybody that will listen to you because everybody knows what's going on. Okay? Build a war chest of money. Plan for the worst. 
hope for the best. If you have a million-dollar practice, quarter of a million dollars, $300,000, $350,000 between personal savings, lines of credit, pension loan, cash value, life insurance, and you're also going to have access to this loan money. You know, folks, we're not closing our dental offices. We're not quitting. We're going to come out of this thing resilient. Um, I mean, this country has survived two world wars. We survived uh, a September 11th terrorist attack. We survived uh, the 2008 financial meltdown where we were like within hours of this country going back to 1929. We've survived, um, you know, health scares before. And remember, folks, this is not an economic situation. It has turned into an economic situation. This is a public health crisis. And once they solve it, once people stop getting this virus, we may be from everything I've heard a year away from a, from a, from a vaccine. Maybe we're six months. Maybe we're a year away. Who knows? Uh, let us hope and pray that the we, we have the smartest medical professionals in the world in this country, and they're going to figure it out. They are working at warp speed. The FDA is lifting a lot of the restrictions to, to try and find a cure for this COVID-19 virus. So we are going to come out of this. You need to have a, a, a positive attitude. It's hard. It's stressful not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow. But folks, the dental profession, I was in the middle of this in 2008. And in 2008, my dental offices were probably down 5 to 15%. Big difference. They were all open. Now they're not open. So you need to build the war chest. You need to have a positive attitude. You need to be a leader with your team and let them know it's going to be okay. Don't, don't give them any kind of false hope. I mean, we all know what's going on, but say, guys, we're going to do this day by day. This is the plan. This is what we're going to do. And they're going to respect you for it. Communicate with your patients. Let them know you care about them. Let them know that you can't wait to see them when your dental office opens up again, whenever that's going to be. Listen, look on the ADA's website, look on your state's website, look at your local dental society's website, listen to webinars. Uh, ADA is putting webinars, like I mentioned earlier, Alan Schiff, who's my dear friend, the president of our Academy of Dental CPA and our fearless leader. Alan did two webinars on Friday, 10,000 people in each webinar. I mean, that's like being in front of here in Los Angeles, the Staples Center and talking to a full stadium. Well, half a stadium for the Staples Center, but you know, you know what I'm saying. And, 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 you know, everybody is out there and the, the professionals in this profession have absolutely stepped up your consultants, your attorneys. Your banks, the banks have stepped up big time. The banks are doing whatever they can to help our dentists. The dental lenders are all out there. Um, you know, I, I mean, I've talked to a lot of bankers and they're, they're helping. They, they want you all to be successful. Don't get me wrong. This is very tough. This is very stressful. But what I want to close with today, ladies and gentlemen, is that we are a country of people who get it done. We are the greatest country in the world. I'm very passionate about this. I would not rather live anywhere than in the United States of America. We are going to get through this. We're going to do it together. It takes a village. The Academy of Dental CPAs is teaming up with your national organization, the American Dental Association. We're going to be providing you the top up-to-date information on what you should be doing. If you're not working with a dental CPA, please call one. Get with them. Listen to all the webinars that you possibly can. Get as much information as you can, and we're here to help. So uh, let me give out a little more information. Again, if you want to get a hold of me in my office in Tustin, California, I'm at 714-259. Well, let me give out our, our main number is, is 714-505-9000. Uh, email me if you want to be part of this webcast or if you want to be able to have access to it, artweederman at gmail.com. Go to our website, www.hmwccpa.com. Uh, go to the resources link. Go to the podcast link. You'll see all of our podcasts. Uh, 
read and go on the website of Decisions in Dentistry. Fantastic, fantastic magazine, www.decisionsindentistry.com. And again, please, 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 if you are work, if you're working with one of our Academy of Dental CPA members, you're in the best place you can be. If you're not, go on to our website at www.adcpa.org. Click on the membership tab and you'll find the member in your area. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think, I hope that this information has been helpful to you. We're all working seven days a week tirelessly to help you, our doctors. Um, we realize how painful this is, how difficult, how stressful this is. Um, and we are going, you know, and, and this was funny. We had our webinar and I'll close with this. So, um, I think that everybody in their career, wants to leave a mark, a legacy. And I, I told our president, Alan, I told our group, I said, ladies and gentlemen, this moment right now, March, April, May of 2020, the COVID-19 pandemic is basically going to be our legacy. The Academy of Dental CPAs and all of us who have worked for dentists for five to 40 years. This is my legacy, ladies and gentlemen, and I am going to do everything in my power to help our clients and anybody else who asks to help you get through this crisis. So that's it for today's episode of The Art of Dental Finance and Management with Art Wiederman CPA. God bless every one of you. Please stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 